I believe that the best closers are the ones who are so damn true to who they really are off screen, offline, off camera. Mm. This is the moment of authenticity. This is when you peel it all back okay. and you're like, we just had webinar sex. Welcome to the Secrets of Marketers podcast powered by Strike Point Media, an award-winning digital marketing company that's driven over $1 billion in sales and revenue for our clients. We're your hosts, Jeremy Blossom and Danielle Cortman. And we're here to help business owners, entrepreneurs, and digital marketers just like you drive record-breaking sales over and over again. If this sounds like fun, then buckle up and let's dive right in. Okay, so what I wanted to talk about today was, um, I don't know what the exact title will be for this, but it's like infotainment, okay. how to um, create a uh, powerful webinar, sales webinar. I think you are the one of the most amazing presenters, um, yeah. one of the most amazing salespeople, but a lot of people out there are putting together horrible okay, webinars all day. all day, right? I so did one two hours ago. You did mm -hmm. today. We sold. It was uh, we had 198 attendees. Okay. And we moved 45 courses. Wow. wow. And our stay through rate was like 78 percent. Wow. So that's so, so those are stats. Like that hours, no, that's those are stats that like nobody's yeah. getting, right? No, I can I can share. But your people. webinars are just on another level. We've worked They're so good. Yeah, it's mostly Hartman. We've <laughs> worked with seriously. He keeps it moving every. He has an alarm on his phone. Really, and every ten seconds, he shifts the camera angle. Wow. Mm. Kind of like when you watch those videos um, on Instagram or like YouTube, where someone kind of little the little like yeah. glitch. You ever notice that? Where yeah, someone goes, and we said this. And then this, uh -huh. and then that, like it kind of like yeah. Moves. So you're constantly. Mm -hmm. It's almost like edits Shame, yeah. that are imperceptible, and he noticed when he keeps every ten seconds, either it's a slide, it's a thing, it's a dent, it's wow. Like every ten. So that's a good hack. Yeah. That's a really good hack, and I want to be able to get into that you know hack. I mean? Yeah, I want to get into that hack and how that works and how did he set that up. I, but oh, moreover. By the way, Hart, Hartman is Aaron's husband, slash webinar <laughs> producer, slash photographer, slash trader, everything. Very underpaid um, AV guy. And his yeah. last name is King, which is also pretty badass. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Hartman King. Mm -hmm. He's a great guy, too. He's really I nice. Love him. We've said so, much shit south of Nick. Okay, so here's the problem, right? The problem is, is that people don't understand that what we're really doing mm -hmm. is we're in the game of what I call infotainment. You are sharing amazing information, but you're also in the business of entertaining people while you're sharing that information. Mm -hmm. And so many brands and so many marketers out there are spending a lot of time putting together unbelievable content, but it's really, really boring. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, put me to sleep, I don't wanna hear about it. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't do anybody any good. Right, and we're constantly competing with TikTok and Facebook and Instagram, and um, these are all entertainment platforms. Mm -hmm. And Aaron, we've worked with uh, well over two or three hundred brands at this point, and we've done hundreds of webinars. We've probably generated over a hundred million dollars in webinar sales. Amazing. And I have never, and this is on record, I don't think we have ever seen anyone do a webinar as good as you have done. Like as well as like flawless and as infotainment, the word I'm using here to describe you sharing compelling content, really informative, high value content, 
but in a fun, energetic way. Uh So we want to know all the secrets to the infotainment model or the ultimate webinar model by Aaron King and how you went about it. What's the background story? You know, was your first webinar out of the park? Did it suck? And then like, what have you done to like master your craft? Because you guys, she's also a famous speaker. You're on the road speaking at some of the biggest events in the country. And I know that that plays a part into it too. Mm-hmm. So I'll shut up and uh, let you go after it. We'll start off with like, tell me about the first webinar you've done or tell me about like how you came to approach webinars um, and how your mind thinks about it when you put them on. Well, thank you for all those kind words. My head's exploding with ego love. It's very kind. I firmly believe that you should be a motivational speaker right there with me because you are just as compelling and just as amazing and dynamic. I'll be on stage with yes. you anytime, Aaron. Danielle will anytime. attest to it. Anytime. I mean, I'll never forget. It was 10 years ago. God, we're getting so old. However long it was ago, yeah. and, and Danielle was like, you don't understand. You have to meet my friend Jeremy. Like, she was always just obsessed with yeah. us meeting and because um, she knew that we had – sort of shared interests, shared perspectives on how we handle our clients and help them to level up and elevate. And webinars are certainly a huge piece of that. Step one, I detest the word webinar. <laughs> I never think of it as a webinar. You know, so I think when you th- talk about infotainment, um, the tainment piece is like, what is that unique brand? What is that unique experience? What is that unique non googleable moment because you can google anything they're jumping on that webinar to get a specific experience that they cannot find on their own and so step one for us was we had to decide what does this experience feel like because when you hear the word webinar everything in you is like ew i'm out right Right, so what we decided was classic marketing 101 okay who are we talking to let's pick an audience because as we know it's like you know everything everyone nothing to no one so we were like all right we're going to start with the direct selling health and wellness space. And then we have secondary, tertiary audiences. Let's just start with the first one, the primary audience. And so we said, what kind of language feels most comfortable and organic to them? And so they love, what's the opposite of a webinar, is what we said. And we're writing in all these things like, and a lot of things were like a massage, a facial, a cocktail. And so we landed on this idea of, what if we called it a mini facial for your business? Because think about it. You go in to get a facial. Yeah. They clarify. They clean it up. Right? They detox. They do the extractions. A little painful, but ultimately good. <laughs> and then finally, it's a refresh. It's sealing in the good vibes that you retained during that time. And just like going to the spa, attending a webinar is an investment in your business. Whenever you get an alert, I sign up for webinars all the time. I attend Almost none of them, but every time I do, because you're because right because your intentionality right you see it you're like gosh I do need to level up my insert thing here yeah. so our intentionality is there, our our mindset is one of growth mindset our intentionality is there but ultimately it shows and do I have time for this is right. this a priority, and if you go to a good one it's kind of like going for a workout you never regret it after yeah. you walk away better. Yeah. And so we branded ours to be this mini facial experience because we knew that language would speak to the audience. Yeah. So it's not sit through a webinar, it's enjoy a mini facial, take some time for you. So we opened the webinar with, first of all, let's just talk about 
how incredible this is that you've committed an hour of your very busy day to invest in you. Good job, you. And then we pat ourselves on the back. Good job, you. So we start there with a with with a feeling of where they're like, you know what, this was a tough decision. I don't have time for this. And good job, me. So now they're invested. When you think about like the classic persuasion principles, right? You have ethos, logos, and pathos. This goes back to Aristotle, prehistoric, ancient. How, do you, how does a senator persuade a crowd to vote for the bill on the olive oil treaty of the whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, it's right. old. So ethos, pathos, and logos. In my opinion, the biggest mistake that most marketers, brands, agencies make is they focus way too damn much. Can we cuss? Yeah. Way too <laughs> dang much on, on uh, the logos, the logic. Studies have shown stats, facts. These are Googleables. If I wanted to find anything out on the planet, I can lean forward experience, actively seek it out. I am here for what I can't Google. And so as we design the webinar, we focus super heavily, I would say 80% on the ethos, the emotion, and then only 20% on the pathos. So, So for the emotion side, we all know that great marketers are great storytellers. And so I always start the webinar in the beginning, they need to know that they're going to get some value here. So I always lay out the promise statement in the very beginning. By the time you get up and walk away from this, you are going to learn exactly how to attract more attention, increase your influence, and sell smarter. A trifecta promise statement out the gates where they now know that even though the presenter might be fun or bubbly or have this cute branding, that they're not here to mess around. They're here to deliver real value. So that's super important. If you look at TED Talks, the best TED Talks to get the most traction are the ones where someone does not come out the gate and say, so this one time in Alabama, every single of the most highly viewed TED Talks in the first sentence say, at the end of this, you will know A, B, and C. That is a commonality of all the ones that went viral. So you lay it out seriously. Then you say, we're going to back it up. Now you need to bring them to your side, smash through the empathy blocker of the screen. Because the screens are blocking all of the ethos that we need to yeah, be powerful right. and persuasive. To connect with them. And this goes to why yep. you can keep somebody on for 70%, right? Someone joins, if 70% will stay all the way to the end of the webinar because you've been able to break through that barrier uh-huh. and connect with them through this yeah. ethos. Yep. Also, yeah. you ask them questions. Aaron's really good at this. So the comments, and you're like actually talking to these people in real time. We actually, it's funny, Danielle, we did one two hours ago, and the client was like, hey, listen, we turned off the comments. Don't worry. There won't be any sidebar <laughs> conversations. I was like, girl, turn them back on. Like, yeah. that, that's the lifeblood <laughs> of a presenter. Yeah. Especially when now, with so much of the hybrid workplace and this new future of work, we're talking to our son. I mean, this is so fun to do a live podcast. Like, right, yeah. we're back. Like, we're this back. is so fun, yeah, right? Like, yeah. But when you're presenting, I mean, you're laughing at your own jokes. You know, your camera guy has been, has heard all of them. He's not amused at all. <laughs> your confidence is tanking with every crickets, right? I mean, yeah. so it's tough. And so, so yeah. that chat is your lifeblood of going from a download to a dialogue. Totally. It's like when the spin teacher calls you out in class. And yes. Like, Great job, Eric. Okay, so exactly. I'm going I'm to help everybody at home keep track of what <laughs> exactly. we're doing. Okay, so the first thing is is that you came up with a different spin on a webinar and the topic of the webinar, and you made okay. it like they can imagine an experience that they're having, and I think that's genius. First of all, we also hate the word webinar, but it's, it's a great container word for sure. what we're doing, but that's something everybody at home can start to think about. If they're listening to this and they're doing webinars, which everybody should be, um, doing webinars if they're selling any type of info product or course or even even uh, e-commerce products. But try to think of it like that. 
what experience can I give them um, that they can, you know, in their minds associate with the outcome that you're going to promise them? Mm-hmm. So that was the first thing I took from this. Yeah. Like, you approached that completely different. The second thing that you said was, hey, we need to look at how do I persuade somebody, right? So it's ethos, pathos, and, and logos, and logic, logos, logic mm-hmm. right? And the big thing that you really want to emphasize is the emotional, the ethos part, right? Yes. It's yes. conveying that. But before you did that, though, you, you did the um, logos, mm-hmm. which is like, you're going to learn these three things. So, hey, if you stick with me, these are my big promise. We call that our pie in the sky or castle in the sky idea. And we say, and this is why they should come to the webinar. And we remind them when they're there, this is what they should do. And you use that from the TED Talks. And then it was, how can I break the screen barrier? Which Mm. is what your books are about. This is what you've been about. This is why you're getting paid a lot of freaking money to go around the world and speak and provide all this values because she's figured out how to do this. And as we all know, Sales 101, you cannot sell. You can't sell a thing if you can't evoke an emotion. Well said. Well so that's, said. that brings everybody up to speak so far of what we're doing when it comes to building a webinar like you. It always sounds better when you say it. So that was like way better than whatever I just said. <laughs> I don't As think usual, so. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, that's good, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Everything Jeremy said sounds better. But yes, exactly. And, and what's interesting is, is when you think about the emotion that you want to evoke, immediately you're trying to build the know, like, and trust factor. within because Because people have already judged you. Like they log on to your whatever you want to call it, your webinar, your experience, blah, 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 your training. They see you on that screen. They see Danielle. They see Jeremy. They see, they see Aaron. And subconsciously, within three seconds, they've already decided. Mm-hmm. Worth my time, not yeah. worth my time. What's yeah. the gym? So, so even before content, I want to talk about environment. Okay. okay. So I'm a gal. I'm 40. I'm high energy. I like to wear pink. So immediately, the vibe is like, Mm, what are we talking about here? You know, immediately the stale, pale male 40 to 60 crowd is like, what is this one going to show me? Right? <laughs> and so, to, and it's just true. Stale, pale. Stale, pale male. Male. Stale, pale male crowd. And so, so. Write to, these down, folks. These sounds are good. These one liners are awesome. And so, so, so to ensure that we evolve the optics to convey the gravitas we need to have that type of a mindset where we're being taken seriously and we're asking for a conversion. My environment balances out my aesthetic. So if you look at my environment, it is a, it's dark wooden bookshelves. It's a lot of books about topics. Half them I have read, half them I could never understand, right? Things like how to code Python, not my book, right? <laughs> like, you know, Hartman's book. <laughs> yeah, like Venture Capital 7.0, not my book. But like they're all about, so, so I have the bookshelves. Um, the lighting is a little bit more great expectations. You could picture a hound dog in a roaring fire, maybe a pipe, you know, a, a, a dark leather chair, like, welcome. Yes, lifestyles of the rich and famous, right? Like, like the vibe is intentionally skewing slightly masculine to counterbalance my aesthetic, which is bubbly Laguna Beach pink dress. Now, what we're doing here is we are making sure that no matter where you fall in the persona range from attendee standpoint, you see yourself somewhere. You feel you belong on some level from those first three seconds visually. Then we move into no like, and trust, okay? Well, this is big. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I love it. Again, because... I'll keep going. So just jump in. The, I just, I, I think, for I know what I'm thinking of, and I'm, I'm trying to relate to everyone who's listening right now what they're probably thinking of, um, and call some things out. So this is so much attention to detail. This is so much more mm-hmm. thought. 
And in the best marketers, business owners, athletes, they stack up their, um, they stack everything up in the beginning. They, they research their training, they're, they're, they're prepping their meals, they're laying out their clothes ahead of time. There's so much preparation that goes into what they're doing. And this is what I think is everyone's missing who've ever said that webinars don't work for me, I can't convert my webinars, no one's showing up, blah, 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 because they're not thinking of any of this stuff, mm-hmm. right? They're not even asking themselves, if I show up like this, how, what are people thinking of me in the first three seconds? Mm-hmm. A lot of people have too much ego to want to think that anyone would ever think anything bad about them in the first three seconds. Oh, everybody loves me. Everyone's going to love Just check your YouTube comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might get brought, yeah, brought down to reality. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that is like something I think is really important. Like, you have to let go of that ego and assume these things, assume the worst, and then she's insulating the worst outcome by trying to offset it, right, in mm-hmm. as many different ways as possible. Yeah. So I think this is just a really interesting thing that everybody can take, and I think we will do that, is really try to think that through. Um, it's a mistake that we've probably made several times. All right, so now we want to get into the next part of this, right? So continue to go. I love what you just said, and now that I'm listening to you, as usual, I have a whole other thought pattern that I want to go to because Aaron and Jeremy do this. Yes. So actually what I would actually do is I want to rewind the conversation back to before the set. We lay the scene in the email sequence leading up to the event yeah. in an incredible way. We have five touch points before the event even begins. And notice I use the word event. Yeah. We make it feel like a must-attend experience, and we're super clear on why it has to be live and not the replay, which I never watch the replay. Some people do. Replay is tough. Replay is, if you're an excellent podcast consumer, maybe you're going to revisit the replay. We want people live. So two things happen. Number one, we're super specific on how we want them to experience the mini facial with us. Mm -hmm. So we have an email sequence. We talk about, you know, get your, your favorite cozy slippers, Uggs encouraged. I'll be wearing mine. Make sure you put, you know, the dog in the crate. Are the kids going to be home? Oh, I love this. You know, we say, like, do you have your favorite tea? You know, this is your you time. This is your you time. And so by setting the scene, and then we say reply with, are you going to be wearing jammies on the bottom or yoga pants? And people (laughs) will reply in, like, yoga pants. So we're already doing so much legwork to, to create an expectation that when that reminder comes in, they feel like they've already invested so heavily in getting ready for it that they wouldn't miss it for the world. What are the 40 pale and male wear? Pale male steel. A lot of a lot of plaid red Christmas jammy bottoms mm. that are flannel that they never wear. And they yes. were like, I got a pair of flannels from last I Christmas. Some, yeah, that's usually really good. The dad jammies. Yeah. The dad and then jammies. they have college sweats, the you know. Joggers. Yeah, yeah. Joggers, yeah, or the glory days, college yeah. sweats, you know, Dartmouth. So this is this is so genius. I I don't. I mean, you can say no because I'm putting you on the spot. Um, but would we be able to take these emails and like put them somewhere, like show people like what the emails look like? Yeah, or, we can or, show yeah? them, or, or they can just like, come to the next one and they can Ooh, see it. There you go. All right. So stick around at the end of this, and you, yeah. have to, you can tell us how we can <laughs> see that because that would yeah. be really good. Yeah, sign up and watch this. Yeah. Okay. So sorry. And the, the second piece of the of the pre pre work, I guess you could say, we're sort of doing this out of order, but. People are tracking. The pre-pre-work second piece would be the component of the unexpected, delightful delivery. And what that is for us is that we spend a ton of time creating bonuses that are not bullshit. Like, our bonuses are legit. And we really, I mean, I spent a ton of time on these bonuses. Guilty of bullshit uh, bonuses. Yeah. It's easy, right? Because you're like, oh. You're busy. And And it does take time. intentional. 
I actually read through your batching guide the other day, and it was really good because we did a photo shoot. It's like there's so much good stuff in here. Yeah. Well, thank you you for saying that. Thank you for saying that. Again, it derives from the fact of like, what is the problem that pisses me off or makes me the most annoyed? Solve it for yourself. And then if there's a thing in your life that you have actually figured out how to make it not make your eye twitch, Mm -hmm. share it with the world. (laughs) Totally. And also, but it's not just what's in there. What I know about you is when you write, you rewrite and you rewrite and, you know, you're kind of a perfectionist. But it it is so (laughs) engaging that it makes you want to keep reading because every word just plays upon the previous word. So it's really, yeah. Really Backstory, good. Danielle and I worked together at my agency, and I was a nightmare <laughs> about typos. My son nightmares about it. You were so kind of <laughs> I know. It's, yeah. But look, here's the thing. It doesn't come from a place of being – my goal is that I want anyone that engages with any touch point of my brand to leave mm-hmm. feeling so overserved. I mean, in the best possible totally. way. Not overserved like how we've all been on a Duffy in Newport Beach, but I mean overserved <laughs> on a soul level, right? Yeah. <laughs> So, so I think that so the pre-work is important, the setting the scene is important, making sure you have that logos, that clear uh, promise statement, castle in the sky moment, and then this is really key. The no like, and trust factor is established by touching on something that no matter who is watching, they see themselves in that moment. So I yeah. stick with the basics. I stick with grandmother story, dog story, because everyone's had a grandmother or a dog or a pet or a partner, or I stick with the basics. I start off and say, if my dog's in the room, I bring her on camera, and I'm like, tell me, dog parents in the room, drop it in the chat. And then instead of just saying, a lot of people will say yes or no questions because they're afraid if they get in too much dialogue, they'll lose their way on the presentation. That is a big mistake. So saying dog parent yes or no is like better than nothing, but what I say is drop the name of your pet in the chat. Well, now the chat's blowing up with all these hilarious Aww, dog names. So everyone's that's leaning genius. forward, and they're and either they ever either wants a dog, grew up with a dog, has had a dog, or knows a dog like that they like for the most yeah. part, unless you're a psychopath, right? So, so it just brings some some levity to the situation, and what it also does is it builds a sense of community. Because people are letting you into their homes as well. Now it's more of a 360 experience versus a me this side, you that side. It's more of a yeah. we're, all in, we're all here together. Um, the second thing that I like that it really does is it plays to our intuitive expectation in 2022 of a second screen experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm watching Netflix, 80% of my body, 20%. I'm like, where's the Hawkeye in season two <laughs> from Bridgerton? Like, yeah. why isn't he here? Uh-huh. Like, when's he showing? I'm, I'm on episode five, where's the Hawkeye in season one? So, like, this second screen, which, by the way, doesn't show up. Spoiler alert. I know. I'm yeah. like, I'm eight episodes in. Like, why am I only watching for this guy and he never comes? Anyway. So, I haven't yeah. seen it. So. Don't worry about it. Honestly, he's not there. He's not there. You're just welcome. the first season. Just yeah. watch the first season. Okay. But we're so used to having, like, a second screen experience. In no world anymore are we just... 100% like yeah. watching No, I'm always on my phone right? watching so, right, so TV. Exactly. Yeah. So, you're, so the choice is, as you're delivering a webinar, as the, the talent, your audience is either going to go to their phone mm-hmm. or they're going to go to the chat. And the chat is closer oh. to your material. So if you can bring them into the chat, they're going to go somewhere. So mm-hmm. keep them with you. And so that is the key. So I have a little alert on my phone every four minutes. It just goes deep, deep. 
and it reminds me check back in. And you don't ask open-ended questions, you ask A or B questions because they are passive viewers. They're doing five other things, they have other tabs open, but you give them an A or B. If you give them, uh, are you in your yoga pants or your comfies, dog lover, cat lover, um, what what stresses you out more, TikTok or Instagram? You give yeah. them an A or B, they just can't, and then it goes, Burr, and then this is the, the measure of a great webinar is how fast is the chat moving? Mm. When the chat slows, that gives me panic. I hope when, everybody who's driving is pulled over by now and started writing notes. <laughs> so they're listening to this podcast on the road, they are. Um, and we should probably get, Adam, we need to get a button in here like that I can hit when someone drops a hack. Like a hack or like something amazing or powerful. I need like a, a powerful button. Yeah. Because yeah. those are two big things. Right? Yeah. So again, I've talked to lots of people about webinars and I think this is probably really refreshing for a lot of people out there. Who is measuring their success of a webinar by the active chat participants and how much yeah. chats and how fast the chat is moving. So getting people to chat is a huge hack getting from the second stream to the first stream. How you can chat with them, what types of questions you should be asked. That's another hack. I'd hit that button again. And then third part of it is you can tell how well the webinar is going by how much the chats are moving. Another powerful side or yeah. a hack for how you're running webinars. Yeah. If it stops, you should be panicked. If your chat stops, that means that you are losing eyeballs. Yeah, you are losing, yeah. yeah. That makes me sweat in my outfit. I'm like, okay. So that's a great indicator to pause your content and check back in. Um, now, I only start with the know, like, and trust in the very beginning. So the Nana story, the dog story, the husband story, because everyone has one of those or some version of those. But then you want to make sure that they know how long is this ride. Great example earlier that you had, Danielle, was a spin class. Yeah. I was a spin instructor for years. And one thing that drove me crazy is when other spin instructors would just expect you to hang on with them for the sprint or the climb. Right. I like to know it's a five-minute climb. I like to know I have ten sprints. Oh, I want to know. I want to know when do the weights come. Mm -hmm. Okay, one song to wait. Yes, <laughs> because then you can, you, energetically, you can manage your mindset. You can manage your effort. Mm -hmm. You know how long you have to go balls to the wall. It's not forever and ever, amen. It's to this point. Yeah. And so similar to an online survey where, you know, you're on step two of five, you think, or even look at Instagram. Look at the way they have reels counting down. You know that it's 10 more seconds. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen with this mm -hmm. situation? I can hang for 10 more seconds. I mean, yeah. 10 more seconds. So as, as creators in this space, I love having literally a slide that has one, two, three, and I highlight where we are, and I am checking back mm -hmm. in. Now, this is controversial. Because great speakers say you should never be able to see the seams yeah, of your presentation. This is, this is not what most people would think would be. Totally. Everyone says, don't do tell them what you're going to tell them. Don't say it's a three-part essay. It's not high school. People love shitting on this formula. <clears throat> I will tell you right now, unless you are Brene Brown and someone is around a She's fireplace amazing. doing s'mores in, <laughs> like, Tahoe, you're not going to keep someone's attention with this beautiful, seamless journey. We just have too much distraction. It's not how technology interacts with us. Yeah, but and you're also trying to sell something. Brene Brown's trying to touch your heart and make yes, you a better person, exactly. which like everyone will, will sit there and like think about themselves, right? Exactly. But you're trying to move a product. Yes. So you do need to do these things. All right. So, so I let the seams hang out proudly and loudly, okay. and I let those seams hang out because I know that someone knows how long they have to stick with me. And I also will even do time checks. I'll be like, okay, 20 minutes left. Here's where we're going from here. So just like a spin instructor, when you know how long I'm going to ask these people to dig deep and sprint their asses off, 
or do a climb, we have to see the end point throughout the conversation. And it's not the end of the webinar. It's the end of this section. Because mm. that's how fragmented our attention is. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And it kind of gives you an end in mind. Okay, I can make it through this. Mm-hmm. So, all right, following up. So now we yeah. have the no like, and trust. We yeah. built that part yeah. up. What's next? So what's next is to make sure that you're not doing um, what I call a piano train wreck. Okay. Okay. Piano train wreck is... You and your one-liners, man. These are great. Keep going. Piano train wreck. A piano train wreck is... Have you ever been, like, at a wedding, and then everyone's in the hotel lobby, and someone who's drunk can play heart and soul, oh, then yeah. someone else is hammered, and they just keep going, dink, 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 yes. dink, and your eye, yes. you're like, uh, I just sobered stop. up, and someone yes. get this guy off the piano. Or someone at the airport's just playing around on yes. like, Oh, my gosh. Yes. Please get that person They're off playing the same note over and over again. Webinar deliverers, whatever you want to call them, they have a tendency, because they've done it so many times, and they know their content, they have a tendency to kind of keep the same pace the whole time, and it's the same pace the whole time, and it's a key that they're playing over and over and get this guy off the fucking piano, (laughs) right? So what I do is when I map out my content, I want it to look more like a roller coaster ride at an amusement park. I do this for my keynotes, my webinars, my videos. Even my one-minute videos on Instagram, I use this exact same formula. I want them to laugh. I want them to think. I want them to cry. I want them to learn. I want all four of those experiences to happen in a one-minute reel or in a one-hour webinar or in a 45-minute keynote. And when you lay out your content, it's not the content. It's how you deliver the content. Yeah, that's right. And so there's different personas that I put on. So, for example, in my webinar, the first beginning piece with Nana and Betty White and Hartman is super girl next door, super approachable, let's all be buds, like besties forever. Yeah. Yep, dropping their guard. L Woods, yep, right? right? So now that Betty you're... Betty White is her dog. Betty White's my dog. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but then people are like, oh, she's just like this like nice like girl next door. No, 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 no. Then you go into you are the guide. You are Yoda and they are Luke Skywalker. Okay. Now you're tapping into what you know to be true that they don't. Yes, now you're yeah. the expert, right? Now you're you're literally imagining yourself as Indiana Jones when he's the professor, yeah. right? And he's on the chalkboard. Your tone changes. Your, your body position changes. You're not smiling as much. You're landing on big, big moments, and you let that pause be as long as you like because pausing is powerful. That's right. And that's staccato. Pausing is, is powerful. powerful. Yeah. Versus, oh my gosh, what's your dog's name? No, 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 no. That kind of keeps going. When you're in the professor chair, it's a lot more pausing, a lot more staccato. Let it land. Don't be afraid of the silence. Yeah, so I was going to say this. I was going to say, okay, so everyone's heard of like connecting with people and creating that no like and trust and that familiarity. But I don't think anybody's ever heard you say it like the way you just said it. Because it's a style. There's like a style to it. There's like, uh, that's the best way I can describe why you're so successful is you're putting style on something that everybody's been doing. We've all heard connect with your audience. But how you think about connecting with your audience is totally different and really new and frankly refreshing. Second part about it is what you just talked about is creating authority. But how you decided to create authority, right, in the style in which you're creating authority, you are piecemealing this together. You're like, okay, I'm going to start here. This is in the middle. This is the no like and trust. Now I'm going to go up here on the roller coaster. I'm taking you to the top. Um, these are just so – it's just an, uh, an interesting approach, but you're still using these tried and true methodologies 
of persuasion, right, that I think are really cool. So just wanted to call that out because I think it's another neat thing to do. But you're doing it in this guide hero stance, mm-hmm. and then you're applying specific tactics. And this is this is how subtle a powerful webinar is. A subtle, powerful webinar will be fast talking, you know, or friendly talking, and then pauses uh-huh. with authority uh-huh. and creating this new, I think you said it was like a new persona. Mm-hmm. Is that like, mm-hmm. Yeah, so different personas. All right, so we're at the yeah. authority stage yeah. building. And, and and it's not that you're being some bipolar nutcase because we all have sure. multiple layers. We're all very complex. Like we have multiple layers to our personality. Yeah. It's up to you to figure out what are the ones that I know to be most impactful that I can bring to the surface here intentionally. Mm-hmm. So, because if you just show up and wing it, you're not going to be able to, I would hope not, switch into all these characters without planning it out. So I literally draw on a piece of paper. I, I, have, it right, I have it right here. I don't know if the video people can see, but you know, you have it a baseline, okay? So you're the girl next door. You're friendly. I think of it as like a stand-up comedian. We do jokes. We're laughing. We're friendly. Well, then they're getting a little, they're comfortable, but now they're like, well, where's the value? Because I don't have time for this, right? Yeah. So as soon as they start to switch there, boom. Now you're the professor. You're gravitas, mm-hmm. right? You're taking them up, up, up. We're, t- we're climbing higher, right? The elevation. But then also, think about school. School can also be boring. You can also fall asleep. It's true. Too. Right. The staccato yeah. voice of the professor. <laughs> so right yeah. when they start to kind of blank out a little because they're having flashbacks, they hated chemistry or whatever, then we're going back down mm-hmm. by uncovering what I call the heart moment. And the heart moment is the secret side of what they want. They say what they want is to grow their business. They say what they want is revenue. They want insert objective here. But the secret side of their want is because they want to make sure their kids don't have student loans. They want to make sure that their parents in this care facility don't worry about bills. They want to make sure that this, you know, illness or this house purchase, like the heart-centered secret side that people don't want to talk about because it's deeply personal, we have to make that scene. And so what I do in mine is it's like I show you mine, you show me yours. So it's a pause. Mm -hmm. And it's a, actually, let me tell you why this matters so much to me, beyond business. Mm -hmm. Then I tell the story about socialite where, and you go into that. Now you're really letting them know, like, there was a time that I couldn't pay a $100 cell phone bill after I was featured in Forbes. And it wasn't about the money. It was about seeing my dad his whole life, not living life on his own terms, being exhausted, overworked, underpaid, being a slave to his job, and knowing my whole life I never wanted to live my life like that. And after multiple failures, I was pretty sure I didn't have what it took. It wasn't about a bill. It was about a complete lack of confidence in who I was as a human. Mm-hmm. Now you're taking them there. Yeah. And then you're asking, in the last two years, ever felt like that? Now they're thinking about their bigger why, their secret side to the conversion. Mm-hmm. So we go there for a second. People might get a little emotional. Now they're really leaning forward like, oh, my God, I can't believe this person said this on a webinar. Like, I thought I was just going to, like, learn about social media and Instagram. This is kind of, <laughs> like, we're kind of going to church here. It's mm-hmm. like, amen, we are. Yeah. So then now when things get a little emotional, but then not too emotional because then people are like, oh, this isn't what I thought yeah, I was going to get. Now, boom, we go back up to the first persona. So I cycle through these three personas throughout so they can't catch up with me. You want to stay one step ahead of the audience where they're like, wait, we're going here now? So I literally map it out. I draw a roller coaster on a piece of paper, up, down, up, down, laughing, learning, 
emotional laughing learning emotional laughing yeah, so learning emotional and so, so this, you're on a ride yes and this emotional yeah. hook is extremely powerful that's what you've done you've set an emotional hook with your audience and when you can set an emotional hook with the audience what you're going to tap into because all sales are emotional mm -hmm. right every sale that we do is tied to an emotion first and then we justify the purchase with logic mm -hmm. and i just had this conversation with our team last week i was telling them when does a purchase happen and i said tell me about the last time you've ever bought something online and they went through the process. Oh, I saw an ad, then I clicked on it, or I saw the ad again, and then I clicked on it, then I went and put it in my shopping cart, and then I checked out, and then I got the product in the, in the mail or whatever. And I said, well, where did it happen? And people are like, it happened when I clicked, you know, checkout on the, I was like, no, it didn't. The sale happened emotionally. I'm going to buy this thing. I need this thing. I want this thing. And then mentally, you're like, okay, I can justify it. I can send it back. I can do all these things if I don't like it. Then you went ahead and took out your credit card and finished the transaction, but it happens deeper. So when we're on these webinars, why I bring this little, little analogy up is when we're on these webinars, getting someone to think about their a deeper emotional state and getting into a deeper emotional state, we can use that emotional state to show them the future of what the solution is that you're talking mm, about good. they can get to. So that's really what it is. If you can go and say, hey, can you relate to that? Yeah, I can relate to that. Okay, well then stick with me because I'm going to take you up here. This is you taking them back up here and being like, this is what I can do for you. Mm -hmm. This is what my product can do for you. This is what my service can do for you. And now imagine this. Imagine the opposite of this deep emotional mm -hmm. place that they're in mm -hmm. and say, can you feel that? How does that feel? Now you're not asking these questions like that, but you're, like, you're getting them into that mindset. And if you can make that, that, that connection in mm -hmm. these webinars, but the way that you're doing it by tying in personal stories like that and being vulnerable – <clears throat> it, that is one of the best trust-building things you can do. Uh -huh. um, it's how you build friendships. Yep. Friendships are forged through vulnerability. Yep. Through like, oh, we both laughed at the same thing. We both tripped. We both failed You know, in that test together. Oh, you're just like me. And so it's these things that really forge these bonds. So this is all like deep, deep stuff, but tactically you're doing this just effortlessly, which is so cool. Well, it's so well said. I love that you brought up the, the connectivity and the power of that. Um, and I think when you're talking about selecting stories, that's a really important piece. Yeah. Because, w like I said, I'm not Luke Skywalker. I'm not the hero. I'm just the guide on the side. I'm not the sage on the stage. Yeah. And so when you think about the fact that, oh, we went to all these personal stories, it's also a line. We've all seen TMI on Instagram, okay? Yeah. Like, it's not, you're not the hero. You don't have to be the hero, of every story. I like to pull from three buckets of stories. Okay. I like to pull from a story where, number one, it is an example that is very much like them. They can see themselves in the shoes. For my direct selling audiences, for example, my best friend Ashley has been in direct marketing for nine years. She's at the very 1% of an 180,000 wow. person thing. Her mm -hmm. ride was rocky. I helped her get to the top. Now she's killing it, but when I describe her journey, every single person in that space is like, I am her, yeah. right? So it's someone that they can they can identify with. The second bu bucket. Well, that, that's important yeah, because yeah, yeah. If, they, if they can know who they or that person is then, and yeah. I'm like, I am that person, then that means that you're you're drawing the proof correlation. Yeah. You're yeah. saying, I right. see, if you can, you re re uh, resonate with me or this person here, but I am now here, mm -hmm. that also puts you in the, the professor-student zone. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I want to hear everything that you've got to say right now because you just took this person who's just like me and now she's doing this. What else do you have to say? And yeah. let me go get my checkbook while you tell me. It's so, it's so true. It's yeah. so well said. 
The second example that I really like to lean heavily on is an example that everyone knows. This could be a viral video, like an ice bucket challenge. This could be a TV commercial from the Super Bowl that everyone remembers with like the Clydesdale horses and the little puppies or yeah. some example that. where, ev like that was like 10 years old, by the way. Yeah. And both of you were just like, oh, that was so cute. Like some <laughs> example that everyone has seen so that they're not in their heads like that. You know, I did think that about that, right? So you don't have to like talk them into it. You're just reminding them of what they already said yes to, right? And then the third bucket is your personal story. And the way we tell personal stories can make or break the entire experience. Personally, I like to surprise my audience. I like them to think they know exactly where I'm going and then make a real hard left. So for example, personal stories. What are all personal stories? Rags to damn riches. Yes, exactly right. I didn't have it. I was in my garage. I made a cliff bar. Now I'm a billionaire. <laughs> yeah. Buy my shit. Like, no. Okay? Like, we know. We're expecting this. And so what I like to do is I love to elevate stories of failure. I love to elevate failure stories because in all of our failures, we have discovered that superpower, Phoenix, rising from the ashes, that then powered mm -hmm. the ultimate yeah. win. So I'm not celebrating failure just for like the millennial sake of like showed up with a trophy for trying. It's not that. It's I failed. Here's exactly how I failed. Here's what I learned. And then I allude to that lesson, then powering success in the future. And that's a lot more powerful because everyone knows their failure. Not everyone knows their future. Oh, man, the possibility gosh, is real. So good. You know who does that really well too? Speaking of her is Brene Brown. Mm. That's what she's Jeremy's about. Jeremy's obsessed with Brene Brown. Who isn't? Yeah. yeah. I know. She's so good. She's fantastic. Yeah. But interestingly enough, okay, I will say about Brene Brown, okay? So I love Brene Brown, okay? I'm reading Atlas of the Heart right now. Ooh, I'm into it. Okay. So good. I've got to start that one. I spoke with her at an event at iSpa. Oh my gosh. Oh, like Five she spoke years there? ago. Yeah, oh, she wow. was the keynote wow. um, before she was. Very expensive. Um, back when, back when, yeah. So she took the stage. She was incredible. And this is the most important takeaway, I think, for anyone who is a content creator, webinar leader, aspiring keynote speaker, amazing team leader. It's Brene Brown, okay? She's on stage. She has the whole place eating out of the palm of her hand, okay? Unbelievable. Literally a rock star. She has the, the gravitas of a stoic philosopher with the storytelling of a New York Times bestseller topped off with the razor-sharp wit of a Netflix comedian. She has the holy trifecta wow. dialed in and ready to rock. Yeah. Everyone is in the palm of her hand. And then, it was before she was super polished, her time was 45 minutes. There was an expectation that it'd be 45 minutes. For 45 minutes, no one moved or breathed. At 50 minutes, shifting. 55 minutes, checked the phone. 70 minutes. Oh, no. I cannot believe I'm saying this because I'm obsessed with her and I hope she never hears this. <laughs> I got up and left Brene Brown's talk because it was 70 minutes in. Wow. Not because she wasn't amazing, yeah. but because my expectation right. was 45. So we have to convey, even if you are Brene fucking Brown, we have to convey that we are someone that they can trust with their time. Mm. Yeah. Can I trust well, you with my time? Yeah. Because you can be the greatest storyteller on earth, but you go too long, you're going to lose them. Mm. On, on your terms. On your terms. On your terms. The name of my podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because I think that, the, um, that that's well said. I think that's true. Um, there is a part in webinars where I believe that it could be as long as you want it to be. And here's where. 
if it's a five, if it's a sixty minute webinar, you're going to give them everything you promised in that sixty minutes. But you'll stay on and answer every question that they have for another hour or thirty minutes or forty five minutes because it's their time, right? There's your time um, as the presenter or as the host, or whatever, and you're going and they're and you're borrowing their time for your information. That's the exchange that's happening. But when that exchange is done. There is a time for them to get into, okay, what now what do you want to dive into? What do you need? And why that's so important is because these are the people that are on the fence about buying. Mm-hmm. And they need to hear a couple things that they didn't hear. They need some specifics about the product or something like that. So that would be the only, I love what you just said, but the only caveat to that is, in my opinion, is that that's what something, somebody should just consider. Not just being like, okay, we're done. Like, we don't want to waste anyone's time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so. Mm-hmm. All right, so I love the stories. I love that. And Brene Brown talks about that too, is that our, our greatest weaknesses are our greatest strengths. And her superpower came. She learned what her superpower was from her failures and what kept her in this failure loop. Mm-hmm. And then when she was able to discover that and accept that is when she can move on. And I love taking those types of analogies too. And some of the things that we've incorporated is I call it the action taker. And I tell people that I'm looking for the action takers in the room. So after I've told them all the different stories, I go, are you the massive action taker? Because if you are, then this is for you. If you're not, this is not for you. Because nothing will happen. Your life will stay exactly the same, and I'll be just another person you're blaming on Mm -hmm. your journey. Mm -hmm. But if you're the massive action taker and you're willing to take and implement these things, here's the place that you can be. And the difference between, and if you give that story about someone, the rags of riches or this or that, and the reason why someone can find their superpower is because they finally did something about their failures. Uh They actually did something about it. And it's Uh as simple as that. So I like taking those stories too and like kind of tying it into, you know, um, like something where now they're like, oh, okay, I should buy this thing because mm-hmm. I gotta take action. Okay, love that so much. Yeah. Love it so hard because there is an element in that that we need to talk about. Okay. What you surfaced is some of the most powerful language you can use when it comes to if we're moving from the open to the body yep. to the closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Um, I like how we're keeping all this on track somehow. This is like brilliantly flowing. <laughs> it really is. This is like in it break- looks like a tangled necklace, but it's actually ready for work. Oh, there's so many good nuggets <laughs> in here. So many good nuggets. The sound bites of this uh, podcast yeah. are gonna be amazing. Um, I have a dear friend that you guys will love. I'll introduce you to him. His name is Phil M. Jones, and he wrote a great book called Exactly What to Say. And he's a phenomenal speaker. He's got the dreamy blue eyes and the British accent, and he just he kills it, right? He's amazing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this book right now. Yeah, he's system. awesome. Yeah. Um, and so he has a phrase that is so powerful when he talks about persuasion, and it's kind of what you just said, Jeremy, where you're genuinely saying it, by the way. To have everything. It's not manipulative. It's okay. just, you know, it's strategic. It's, it's honest. Yep. You really mean this, but as soon as you say this might not be for you, this might not be for you. This isn't for mm-hmm. you if. Um, you know, I have a sales team that is reaching out all day long about my keynotes to people that don't know, know me. And one of the most powerful phrases that we use is like, you probably already have your keynote speaker picked out. You're probably already finished planning. This idea of like, this is not for you, everything in our body... Bought wants to rebel against that and be like, well, I'll tell you yeah. what I'm for. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what I need. You don't know me, right? So right. it's it's true and incredibly persuasive. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of this reverse psychology inversion of the language. You're taking it away from mm-hmm. them. You're taking yes. something away. Scarcity. Yes, yeah. you're taking it away from them, and that's a challenge. Yeah. And there is, there needs, look, look, a cookie, some of the best cookies in the world, okay, have a lot of salt in them. Cookies are sweet. They're sweet, right? But you got to put some salt in some of the, the cookies, 
right? Because they need that, they need the juxtaposition to get the flavors totally. out. Mm-hmm. And in sales, that's what we need. We need this struggle in there. It can't be all roses. It can't be yeah. all perfect. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, so that reminds me of when I actually did direct sales a long, long time ago. And one of the things that they would teach you is putting the product in hand, but that's when you're in a store, right? And so you actually take the, I don't know, box of popcorn or whatever. I did road shows inside of Costco. Just Nice, yes. <laughs> totally random. But um, we would, I would go, we would sell like Popcornopolis, and we would go to the person and talk to them about the popcorn, and then I would actually put it in their hand, and then you, once it's in their hand, they don't want to give it back. So, and then you take it away. And so that's kind of similar thing. Oh, yeah, but like mm-hmm. what you guys are talking about is a way that you can do that digitally, which is something that's super unique and mm-hmm. a big challenge, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah, that's a great actual mm-hmm. analogy. A lot mm-hmm. of some of the best sales taxes ever have been from in-person sales. Mm-hmm. Like, this was like a lot of everything we read, Zig Ziglar, mm-hmm. was a door-to-door vacuum salesman or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of stuff that this, these people taught us. And then, yeah, just using this in a digital sense is is really great. Okay, mm-hmm. so in this close, yeah. taking things away, yes. how do you build the close? What's, mm-hmm. you know, let's get into that part of it. Well, the close is, to me, um, the most dramatic representation of your genuine personality and style. I believe that the best closers are the ones who are so damn true to who they really are off-screen, offline, off-camera. This is the moment of authenticity. This is when you peel it all back, and you're like, we just had webinar sex. Like, I am naked. <laughs> I am naked, and I trust you, and you trust me, and everyone's naked. Like, that's, that's the level of vulnerability that empowers your attendees to be like, this is someone I've known since college. Like, we li- like am I going to send her mom a Christmas card? Like, we want serious connection. And so for me, what is genuine to me is that I, I want them to leave in this moment thinking about their bigger why. Because that is what always brings everything home for me. Like, you can talk to me about anything all day. As soon as you bring in my family, as soon as you bring in, you know, my health, as soon as you bring in, like, people that didn't win the lottery of life to be born in America in this day and age as a woman, like, you bring in something that is, like, my heart string, you've got me. And so, for me, like, I, I engineer a moment of absolute focus where they are going off in their own direction. Now, what is true to me, I'm a big manifester. I'm a big meditator. I believe I'm a big spirituality person. So what's true to me, this would not work for everyone. It has to be true to you. What would work for me is I have Hartman, my husband, the underpaid AV guy. (laughs) I have him start to, at the very end, play this sort of spa music, similar to what you would hear at church. It's just, it's very, very soft. But it takes you away from your computer. It takes you away from whatever's happening on the other side of that door. The kids are screaming. The dog is barking. Whatever's happening. It takes you out of your mind of like, how much does this cost? So you're playing the spa music in the webinar? Yeah. Okay. So he plays the spa music. And I ask them to put their feet flat on the ground. Roll their shoulders back. Speaking of Hartman. I have them roll their shoulders back. I have them begin to... Just take a minute outside of their world. And we go through a visualization where we inhale the future, we mm. exhale the past. Oh, so good. And we just have a little, because remember, it's on brand for me because it's a mini facial. It's this idea of this is some time for you. And so instead of a hard close ask, I do a hard close give. Mm. 
So we walk through a meditation. Here's what you're visualizing. Here's what's in your way that you need to release. That part gets very emotional. A lot of times the comments are like, why am I crying right now? Um, and then it's a receiving of the future that you know you were born to experience. And I, yeah. I literally close my eyes and I, I try to channel like as if I was holding their hands through that screen, like as hard as I can. And at the end of that meditation, I don't have to even make the ask. Because we close it and I say, I wish you all the success online, offline, all the time. I can't wait to see how your stars align. And then they get the email, and the email has the ask, but I have left them in a state like, did I just get a massage via webinar? Like, what just happened? And reciprocity does kick in because I did pour everything. I mean, I get off these webinars, and I just two hours ago I just did one, and Hartman started asking me questions, and I was just like, hands up, <laughs> laid down on my office on the floor, just like, I just need a second. Because I literally pour everything I have, and then I need a minute, yeah. you know? So, so if you... Maybe that's not your style. Like a guided meditation might not work for your industry. But what does work for your industry? You know, is it a locker room talk? Is it an excellent quote from a, someone that you all admire? You know, is it a story about when you went fishing with your dad? Never forget the time you learned this one thing. Is it the time you had a kick-ass investment that allowed you to pay for your in-laws, you know, whatever. Like whatever works for your genre, find something that is so deep and so real and so true that when you finish delivering it, you are exhausted because you have let it all hang out on that screen. Yeah. And then let the email do the ask. That's what works yeah. for me. Everyone's different, but find your true North Star of instead of the hard ask, the hard give. That's that's very unique to not have the ask be in the actual right. webinar. That's very exceptionally unique. I, or do you ask it in the webinar and then they get an email? I ask them okay. in the webinar. I'm like, I would invite you to join me. Okay, okay, this is the 30,000 okay. foot like, view. Okay, that was really okay. This is the 30,000 foot view. We've just scratched the surface. Love to invite you for a deeper dive. You'll learn A, B, and C. I do the soft pitch, but I don't leave them on that. I leave them on the hard give. And then mm -hmm. afterward, the email is a reminder of what I've already kind of walked them through. Yeah. So it's right. sort of a sandwich approach. Like, but this is the thing. This is, this is part, this is not a formula or a science. This is an art. And my call to anyone listening would be for you to get super real and peel back the layers of at your best. What is the element that your clients and customers that have already bought, what is that common compliment, feedback, referable nugget that you hear over and over again? You know, everyone loves working with Danielle because she gets shit done. Yep. Everyone's working with Jeremy because he inspires you. You don't even know what he's talking about, and you're in. <laughs> like, you're like, I don't know what you're saying, but the answer is yes. Like, we all have our superpower. So what is yours? Yeah. And if you don't know, ask your teammates. Ask your friends. Do, do an audit. Ask your, ask your truth tellers. Yeah. What is it about me that makes you want to jump on board and then double down on that? That's right. That's right. You know, I think that you said something really unique, again, when it came to talking about being authentic. So this mm -hmm. is the time. So, like, you've she has gone in, she, you, have gone in and said, here's how I do my intro, here's how I do my body, and then here's how I do my clothes. And you've kind of labeled each one of them, right? And so there's the beginning, which is all about the connection, and then there's the professor-student uh, moment, but that even has some emotional ties to it, some triumph ties to it, which helps you transition into the last part about it, and it's all about being authentic. It's about being authentic with what, who you are, what you're doing, why you're doing it, what the past is, you don't want to be there, here's where the future is, here's where the massive action takers are, and using very key words, about the book that we're talking, about the key, uh, using the key words to unlock different motivational parts of our hearts and our minds 
to get people to take action, mm-hmm. right? And um, for a lot of people, they have a hard time with this. And I think it's because they themselves have a block about how much pain people are really in before they have their service or product, right? And or they have a block about how good their product or service really could be. Mm. But if you don't believe in your product or service or you're like on the fence about it or you just you always because there's a, there's people who want to be perfectionists about it. Oh, my course is good, but it, like I can make it better. And so they have that be a mental block when they want to go and be authentic and try mm-hmm. to sell. Mm-hmm. And I see that the worst salesman um, in the world, we all have seen these people from a mile away. They're the most unauthentic people mm-hmm. you've ever met. You're like, what are you doing? <clears throat> Why are you talking that way? Do you normally talk that way? Do you normally smile that much? Do you normally, you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? And so that lack of authenticity starts to shred the trust that you've just spent all that time building. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Just to yeah. shred all that stuff down. So I just think that's really cool and key for a lot of people there is how authentic are you really being in that close? Because I think what the default mode is and what everybody's teaching out there is hype, hype, hype. This is when you like, ah, you know? And it's like, you don't have to be hypey. There's a difference between hype and passion uh-huh. and enthusiasm, mm. right? Because I think there's a lot of people that, yeah, I'll learn all the buzzwords and I'll get really, really hypey and I'll drop all the little cool things and like reduce the price and I'll do all these things. And it comes across dis- disingenuine. Uh-huh. But if they're pa- truly passionate and authentic and, and uh, enthusiastic, they're not hyped. You know, uh-huh. they're not hyped. And the person on the other end, because you've done all this hard work that you just put into it, will be like, oh, this is great. Uh-huh. I'm going to buy it. i got to take it. It's so well said. You know, that whole, you can always feel when it's formulaic. I mean, we are so smart when someone says, let yeah. me guess. You're in the right place if you, I mean, we've seen this formula, yeah. you know. Um, I love what you said about that because, you okay, a couple of things, two things. One, you're bringing up the limiting beliefs that are inside the presenter that have nothing to do with people on the other side of the screen. That's right. That problem stops with your screen. That's correct. <laughs> right? It's so, like, yep. do the work yep. there first. Um, would you be stoked presenting this knowing that a dear friend was on the other end? Or a friend of a friend? Yeah. Or would you be embarrassed? Good question. Like, if I knew Danielle and Jeremy were on this webinar, would I be proud? Yeah. Or would I be a little cringy? Mm. Second thing is, going back to your authenticity comment, the beauty of being truly authentic and doing a little due diligence around what is my jam that I can offer the world. When you do that work, yes, everything we talked about happens, but selfishly there's another bonus, which is that the icky sales ask moment evaporates. Yeah. Because you're not, yeah. what you can't do, and I've made this mistake a hundred times, this was the biggest mental block that I released that took me from meh to like, huh, okay, this is paying the bills, all right. The biggest mental block was when I would get to the end, I would already start to jump ahead post-webinar thinking, is anyone going to buy it? I wonder how many people are going to buy it. Is anyone, is anyone going to buy this thing? We, we said we're going to sell 15, maybe it was 20. Is the price okay? I would go to Crazy Town 10 minutes from then. Yeah. Stay where your feet are. Stay in that moment and release this narrative that you have no control over and that has nothing to do with where you are right now. And as soon as my mind starts to go there, it is like a hard stop. It's like, nope. Yep. And I, I remind myself, I literally say, stay where my feet are, and I wiggle my toes. 
Yeah, to remind myself that's to stay good. right there that's and don't good. go there, stay here. Yeah. And they can feel, people can feel if you are with them or if oh, you're yeah. already oh, yeah. looking at the numbers. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Stay that's, in your shoes, not the stats. Yep, and I, the word that I, that was brought to mind was a friend of mine is a phenomenal uh, speaker, he's a great author, and he has just a way of presenting information. And I always said, where does that come from? And he goes, one word, conviction, mm. conviction. So if you're convicted, and this is what we're all talking about, mm-hmm. right? This is all ta- authentic, you know, being authentic and all that stuff is being convicted. And when you're convicted with something and you know you're right, you're not going to move. Like as a kid, you know, when you're like, I'm not going anywhere. This, this is what's happening, right? Like you don't, you are steadfast. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you something, the world is looking for conviction. Mm-hmm. They're looking because that to them means Absolutely. truth. You know, mm-hmm. so that's totally. where they're going with it. I, that is so powerful, Jeremy. I mean, I can tell you, so my very first job out of college, I sold 100% commission job, uh, broke 22-year-old, only, like, eat if you sell, like, the best sales training. We used to cold call. <laughs> that's what I did, too. You did? Yeah. What did you do? When I was at Costco. No, and I did the, <laughs> I was, <laughs> I, um, there was two different divisions. It was the Costco road shows, and then also I did the windshield repairs. And it was 100% commission, right? So yeah. you don't so sell, you don't eat. there was like a week when I was training a team, I was focused on them, and I had seven people under me, and I didn't make any money for like mm-hmm. two weeks. I'll never forget that. It's so, yeah. now it's like, oh yeah. But it was hard. Like to be 22 years so old. so hard. And everyone else has a paycheck. I was so broke. Same. I remember yeah. calling my dad one time, and I was like, dad, I can't pay my rent. And he was like, babe, I love you. You're going to figure it out. Yeah. And he hung up on oh, me. Oh my gosh. And right, I cried my eyes out. cut you off. And, and like, it was the best thing you yeah. I was like, wait, I have to be alone in this world. And then it was like, game on. Right. But so it was the best training to your point. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we would cold call out of the yellow pages on a landline. Businesses would yeah. answer. There was no caller ID. We'd present a printed out PowerPoint. We'd ask for a paper check for them to advertise on broadcast television. None of that makes sense in 2022. Mm-hmm. Not a thing of that is relevant. No. <laughs> but the training I got from this, he was this really loud New York Jewish guy named Billy Robbins. And he was like very dramatic and he had his hands and oh my God, I get the fucking check. And it was like, it was like <laughs> Gordon Gecko, New York Jewish style. Like it was amazing. Yeah. I, we're still friends to this day. He's amazing. I'll never forget, similar to your friend, he was like, listen, Gargan, my main name was Gargan. He's like, it doesn't matter if you don't have to make them believe you don't have to make them believe. <laughs> they just have to believe that you believe. That's right. That is don't try right. to make them believe. Make sure that they believe that you believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all. That's the conviction. That's the conviction. Wow. I don't think we need to say any more. Anything more. That was. That's the way to end it. Um, be con- yes. That was amazing. Good job, team. Um, you guys, that was amazing. If you want to learn more about Erin and how awesome she is or see this webinar for yourself, how do they find you? How do they get in touch with you? ErinKing.com or on the gram. Perfect. Okay, guys. Well, that's it. That's a wrap. Thanks, everybody.